3: What is up, everybody, and welcome into the DMVR Nuggets podcast. (laughs) Let's go! (laughs) Wrapping up the NBA draft, 2022 NBA draft is in the books, and the Denver Nuggets did some surprising things. They did some expected things, they did some surprising things, and then they did more surprising things. We're going to break that down. The Nuggets end up taking three players in the draft. Did not see that coming. We all thought one. We set the over-under at one and a half. We all took the under. It was three. It went way over. We're going to talk about every single one of those. Uh, First of all, we're presented, as always, by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, Harrison Wind, live at Ball Arena. He is there right now. He'll be speaking with Calvin Booth. uh, He'll be speaking, hopefully, with the players, getting some intel, Uh, maybe joining us later. But right now, I got the squad. I got Superstar Dev. We back. Um,
2: That was a a pretty fun show um, to just get us started and things like that. Uh, The night. A bit rocky, you know, up and down. Um, I do think that there was
3: a plan going in, and I think that they executed their plan. That's an interesting take. We're going to talk about that because I, I – I, we'll, we'll talk about that here in a second. I'll get to it. Over here I've got Maverick. Is this a Thursday show? I'm doing the reads, right? You're doing the reads. It is a Thursday show. We are back again tomorrow. <laughs> Permission to buzz the we tower. We are back again tomorrow? We are back again tomorrow. No.
0: Permission to get buzzed.
4: <laughs> nice. Thanks, Permission
0: granted. <laughs>
3: Was that your intro? Yeah, that's All it. right. Yeah. Then over here, I got D-lied.
0: <laughs> hey, what's up, guys? Uh, it's always foolish to react strongly to the draft. I'm going to do it. Later. You're going to do it. I'm, I'm ready. I'm re- My body is ready
3: to overreact so we can look back. It's funny, man, but there really are some strong reactions to this draft. It's fu- like There are years where you get various reactions. Sometimes it's muted. Sometimes it's like, I don't know. We'll see. People have takes. People have takes, including on this panel, but certainly in the chat, certainly on Twitter. Oh my God, Twitter! Woo. Ready to fight? That's rare. It was hot today, or something, wasn't it? What like something change? happened. And people are they're extra hot. They're well, hot and bothered. Listen, th- this is you.
0: There's a lot of anticipation that goes into tonight. You, you. There's a lot of hopes. And there's a lot of dreams. People allow themselves to imagine uh, the way that they see the Denver Nuggets being improved by, you know. I mean th- these these are the biggest nights for the franchise. They, they you know yeah. they, they come they go. You you don't really think about it but like when you look back you're like wow. The Denver Nuggets took Nikola Jokic. Wow, right, right. the Denver right. Nuggets took Monte Morris. All of this stuff uh, and so um and again it's 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 crazy to be so in one side or the other on they 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 did a great job, they did a terrible job, but I will say that the moves today felt unexpected. So
3: unexpected is usually brings uh dismay i don't think the first move was unexpected at all christian brown is a name we'd been hearing for a long time today was all but assured before the draft that that was going to be the pick that to me not surprising at all um using both picks in the first round was a bit surprising to me uh and then buying a third one to get kamigates we'll talk about so the nuggets make three picks today they get christian brown out of uh, uh six i get various reports here but six 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 seven guard he's out of dead. kansas national champion kansas played a very important role for them played all 40 minutes in the title game uh he's really you know we're going to talk about him defensive minded guy uh they go with their second pick the 30th pick and they get peyton watson a guy who averaged three points per game for ucla he was a number one recruit at a, in at the high school level number one recruit out of california a consensus five-star recruit Goes to UCLA, has an atrocious season, like as bad as you could possibly imagine. So what do you do when that happens? You go pro and you get taken 30th in the <laughs> first get round. In the first you round. get guaranteed <laughs> millions of dollars. A bit of a weird pass, but uh elite defender, arguably the best defender in all of the draft. Um, who has like physical tools to be the next great perimeter defender, goes through screens, does a lot of different things, but offensively. Oof, there's like not a lot to work from, as evidenced by his three points per game. Again, three points per game at the college level. And then late, the pick 44, the Nuggets acquire a second-round pick from the Portland Trailblazers. They take Ishmael Kamagate, who we know worked out for the Denver Nuggets just a week ago. Very interesting prospect uh, out of France. Rim protector, athletic guy. Really rim protector, but also perimeter defender. like A guy that projects to be an versatile seven-foot defender inside, outside, definitely like that project player Harrison Wind our own Harrison Wind is reporting that he will be stashed in Europe for one more year so he's a draft and stash um i'm going to throw it to you vote your first takeaway from this draft what's the big the big story
4: doesn't strike me as win now which the off season is not over you nope. don't have to win now on draft night but a lot of talk about an aggressive new regime and a lot of looking forward with the next move following that Jermichael Green trade to Oklahoma City, which by the way the Nuggets did just announce right. and make official. official. So, by the way,
3: in that deal, we thought maybe they would add Micic's rights. There right. was some Vasa Micic out of Serbia, twenty-eight year old. Owned the rights were owned by Oklahoma City. We thought maybe that would be added. Although, again, I, talking to people yesterday was like, no, that's that's not going to happen. So it's three picks. It's
4: not three rookies, and that's important. Um, the stash I really like. I, th- I actually think that's an interesting. I knew they liked Kamagata. You're looking for protection. He does bring some of that and potentially potentially not as limited. Some big guys, you just say, oh, they're shot blockers. He's a guy who may be able to do some more than just that, but that he can do. We know the Nuggets brought him in and worked him out. We gave him the Admiral Schofield Award. Right. I like him. I like stashing. That's a fine use of resources. I really like the Brown pick at 21. I think most folk, and I'm one of them, have questions about not just Watson at 30, but the path Denver took to get that pick.
3: Right. I, the funny thing is we were laughing as we do our intro for a second time. We did it for the live show and then we do it you know, here <laughs> and it's like, you know, it's championship bus, win <laughs> now. And they take a guy at Kamagate who's a stash and they take another one in Peyton Watson that is like, by all accounts, a long-term project. You have to really build this guy up to be a guy. And you think, man, that does not sound like win now. So that is the shocking part. But, you know, the bigger part of this, Dev, is Christian Brown. That's, to me, this draft is Christian Brown and two stashes. One will be stashed in Europe the other one I assume will be stashed in Grand Rapids. I don't expect Peyton to be a big piece of the team this year though we'll find out but Brown is the headliner how do you feel about it?
2: Confident I think that that it was a, a good pick because he just he check he checks off so many boxes that Denver was looking for um, a defensive minded guy that um, knows how to fit into a role and he's going to be into a role with Denver and also I think that he's going to play. It's not like they picked him up just to put him on the team and he's going to go play in the G League or right. anything like that. I think this is a, a play now type yeah. of player that, you know, going heading into the playoffs, he's going to be in the rotation where he's on the court. Um, more athletic than what people think, strong, and he's just such a competitor. And I think that's what separates him and why you want him, um, especially right now. You get rid of a Jamichael Green um, who was, you know, pretty much their defensive anchor as far as like the attitude and, and not backing down. And yeah, you bring true. in a, a Christian Brown who he's going to go after you every yeah. single time and he's going to give you that that characteristic of him and, and the strength of his is just wanting to like win every single time and he, he just did come off of a championship. So yeah. Brown is the actual um, answer there.
3: Real quick, just because I want to go over this, because I know not everybody was watching our four and a half hour live show that we were doing doing here. So this is I want to yeah. So I want to go kind of through the recap and tell you who he is. Played for the Kansas Jayhawks as I mentioned, won a national title there, a a winner. Six foot seven, negative wingspan. I think the wingspan came in at like six foot five, which is always it's very rare. Most basketball players have a longer wingspan than they are tall. He's the opposite of that. Although there's some major exceptions to that to that rule um, of guys who have a shorter wingspan. I think Caruso has a shorter wingspan. Desmond Bain famously. Fell in the draft because that turns out he's a great player, starter on a very good basketball team. Uh, But he's a defensive-minded player. He's known for his defense first. Very intense, very fiery, able to get through screens, ball screens in particular, off-ball screens, uh, fight through, closes out under control, can move laterally to help, tag. He's one of those guys that's always locked in, doesn't get lost on the defensive end. Um, A total defensive play. And if you talk about where was Denver weak, to me, it was perimeter defense. Christian Brown is a guy yeah. that projects to be a great perimeter defender, both in the perimeter containment aspect of this, closing out and keeping guys in front of you, but I think more importantly, getting around screens and being that type of guy. And then you go to the offensive end, not a zero. He's a guy that right. shot 40% from the three-point line for, again, a national championship team in in Kansas Jayhawks. Not a volume shooter in that he was taking a ton of them, but he was taking a good amount of them uh per uh per game. I don't have the number in front of me, but it was he was a guy that would spot up, they used him right. as a floor spacer, a little bit of a funky looking shot, but it was an effective one. Uh 38.9% this year, 34% before that, 44% from the three-point line the year before that. So three years of data saying, "Hey, this guy can shoot." And then on top of that, super athlete I mean, you know, people will say sneaky athlete like this, or that because not he doesn't a look athlete. like it. Not, not a, a sneaky athlete. athlete. Uh, I think he was fourth in the uh, in the conference in dunks, and then on time for a guard. You know, usually dunks are going to be your big guys or this or that, and a lot of posters, a lot of like getting out in transition, guys challenging him. Nope you you're you're going to make the poster because you tried to block me. Um, so a guy that has some offense, not a one on one creator. So he's not going to be a guy you give the ball to. Maybe not a DHO player right off the package, although he's good if you go under. He's good at the three-point shot. If you chase him around, he's good at going downhill and dunking on you. But making decisions, not that kind of guy. Um, So that's the scouting report overview. A guy that has some offensive weapons that are ready now, but he's going to be a defensive player for the Nuggets if he makes it.
4: Yeah, and I love the non-zero on offense element of this. Yeah. I think so often you're having to choose, and it's right. not just that he's stick him in a corner and hope he's open. I mean, this he will attack an overzealous closeout. Right? He's got. It's not like he's a three-level scorer, but he has right. some gain to him, and, right. and and he can put the ball on the floor a little bit.
3: Oh, I missed one important piece here good passer good and not just a good passer as in like you give him the ball and make him run a pick and roll and he makes a good play not necessarily that but just that he understands what's going on at the court at all times so if Jokic and murray break the defense down and then it's up to everyone else to read the court and make the play very good at that
4: as far as like the fifth guy on the court like he's you might hear it's draft season you're gonna hear a lot of buzzwords connecting piece i think works he's a guy that i don't know if the ball is gonna stop when it hits him you know i don't think it's like Jokic kind of turning around and seeing Tori Craig and going back the other way. So,
3: mm-hmm. And then
4: defensively, you love it. The length and the versatility, it's not quite there. But look, there are plenty of examples of guys that shatter that wingspan ceiling and prove to be uh, helpful in that role.
2: Well, you want to look at the anticipation like uh, of what it's going to be. Tonight, I'm expecting there to be a lot of conversation around this is a guy that you can put on the wing and he's going to be able to defend wings. Like I think that that's going to be the push of him being a wing guy and being able to play multiple positions. But I think at the next level, he's going to be a wing. For Denver, he's going to be a wing. And I think that that is, you know, what got attention on him and what, you know, made them want to go after a guy like that. Not only is he answering the defensive-minded, but he also is, is filling the role of a spot that they desperately wanted to to fill. And I think that with the 21 pick, it just makes sense for Denver. So they were like, this is the guy for us.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I've been watching film on him since uh, we took a break. And he looks good, man. He, he does. He looks really good. I mean, he, uh, he is explosive.
3: He, he has a lot of power to his game. Yeah. He's got a, and he has a – I don't – He goes hard, man. He looks like a guy that grew up playing. It's funny because yes. I don't think he did. He's from Kansas. I'm, but he looks like a guy that grew up playing outdoors. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you got to go hard. We're not calling fouls. Like, I don't love his jump
0: shot. That's what I immediately, like, kind of crossed him off my list from before. Like, he, it comes from a low place, and it, it's a little slower than I want it to be. But um, it looks accurate. Um, it doesn't look like he takes a lot of mid-range shots, which, you know, maybe that's good. Maybe that's bad. But, um, like, I don't know. He looks like a strong player. Like, and there's something to that. And he does look like, as Adam Spinella said, like he plays like a dick.
3: <laughs> like Man, well, like, that's the thing. We've been joking about we, this we, during the we low need, show. Like, listen, yeah, I mean, they need it. True. Like, they we, honestly need we it. We need guys yes. that stand
0: up. Like, Bones has that, but Bones is not the guy that you want in the fight. Like,
1: right, we, a guy, right. like, we get <laughs> He starts of, the fight. Yeah, we need. Good. We, we have
0: like Green, quick. like Jamichael Green, Paul Millsap, these yeah. guys that will like RIP. not back down. That will like get right back into the face of the Morai twins. Right. And like you, you know, like this could be this guy. Like you just want like a little attitude. The Nuggets are like kind of like too nice like yeah. they kind of take on the um the persona of their star Nikola Jokic who will is is like the perfect gentleman until he snaps
3: yeah right? yeah
0: and um but you kind of just want like agitators it's nice to guy like it's nice to see guys that want to play the psychological game against the opponent. That's something that the Denver Nuggets right. have been sorely missing. So. Also, the
3: Nuggets, real quick on your point, though, to take on the personality, Jokic doesn't stir the pot. He defends himself. Yeah. And, exactly. like, you need somebody that kind of starts the fights. And yes. that's and that's what that's Bones and Brown. Element. Absolutely. That's kind trash of what you're going to also yeah. think I'm there a, big trash are a
4: lot of players who can fill some of these roles in college and they get to the NBA and – we were talking about this with Michael Malone recently, like how many guys get to a workout and they're quiet. you right. think every player would come in like right. full of confidence, full of being the best teammate there, loud and vocal. But guys get intimidated is right. the point that I'm making. I, Braun will have some struggles. I don't think Braun will get intimidated. I think this is a guy who's, Brown, who's very yeah. excited to, to keep playing. Yeah. Brown, thank um, you.
3: Um by the way, Harrison went at Ball Arena. I'm told that uh, Calvin should be speaking soon. So I am excited to hear from him. Um some more on this on, on Brown, like if we just talk about guys that we think he's going to guard because he is six foot six, six foot seven, man, I mean he's gonna get mixed man. reports. He looks pretty tall. Um but the wingspan or whatever so I look at this, and I could be wrong. We're going to bring on A.J. here in just a second. Uh, A.J. Haefeli, who does our abs coverage, but is a big Jayhawks fan and also just watches all sports, including Every college sport. basketball. F1. Yeah. Um, but, including F1 as well. Thank you. But one of the things, like Damian Lillard, I think this is a guy that he's going to try to guard Damian Lillard. That's mm. that's now a plan for a guy like that. Steph Curry, I think he's going to try to guard Steph Curry. That's going to be Denver. Yeah. is going to try to groom so him to be that Rivers guy. Yeah, taking on an Austin Rivers role. Guys he might not be guarding. You get into some of the taller players. Like, is he now as a two? You think, okay, is he going to guard? Um, you know, Jason Tatum probably not. Once you start getting to a six five six six guy, I think that wingspan then becomes he doesn't do that. So when you look at this and say, did Denver just get a one through three defender? Probably not. They probably got a one through two defender, a really good one, mm-hmm. and some threes. But there's going to be those mid range shooting guys like Demar Derozan. I don't. I think Demar Derozan might murder Christian Brown just because he's like, oh, he can't block me. Cool. I'm just gonna shoot this fall away.
2: But I think that that's incredible because you still have Aaron Gordon. Right, now right. it takes away the idea that he's chasing guards Precise. on some nights. Precise. So a young guy chasing guards and you know trying to you know make his way into this league on the defensive end. I would love that uh, a one-two you know defender as the three spot. Like I think that that's perfect. That's what you bring him in for, and also that's how you talk yourself into a pick like Brown at 21. A guy that can come in, give you minutes and and be a you know knockdown shooter at times, but also just that energy and that you know competitive nature as a fiery you know defender. That's going to give him extra minutes, and you got to love that pick. Really, you do. You like that, just being able to
3: have yeah. him out there. Yeah. And by the way, it, we're going to take a break here in a second, and we'll bring on AJ, who again watched him more closely than any of us on the panel. So I'm excited to get his feedback. But talking to the draft guys. Because, again, he wasn't on my early list. As we started to hear his name pop up more and more, including from inside the org, hey, this might be the guy. Start like try to, like, okay, let's talk ourselves into it, or this or that, or see what's going on. The thing is, when you talk to people that follow the draft, they all love him. Right. This wasn't a guy... That, this is a guy that when you... When we scout the draft, we're often looking at skills as if they're a collection of things, like right. wingspan, height, athleticism, shot, you know, this or that. And I think he's a guy that doesn't check a few of the boxes that we emphasize the most, namely length. Like right, that's the one. But champ is missing a lot of these a lot of these traits Marjan. I'm so glad he didn't come I know the I, so you'd well, I'm, butcher his name the entire time he was here now I'm going to say Christian Braun I mean Brown every time that he's here so I'm going to have to get over that hump uh, um, but like I think that that's the thing is sometimes we check these boxes when it's like it actually doesn't matter if you can't play basketball For, Yeah,
4: and he can And Brown
3: does do all of and it's like everybody that watched him play said yes but it doesn't matter right like right, he right, still right. makes an impact anyway so there's so much of that I mean there,
0: there's so many intangibles when it comes Comes to basketball that obviously you can't, when you're watching highlights, you're like, oh man, that's a Cool dunk, but it's like you know, you don't really get the full context of you know the they were down by ten and he was he made the steal that like really I mean there's obviously so many things that you can't really understand and so I'm I'm excited to hear what AJ has to say because somebody watches him closely. You know, obviously you watch Nikola Jokic. If we would have scouted him like really, oh, if you just did the, would have been like uh, what? What is going on here? Like
3: twenty two dunks in a season (laughs) as a center? Like what? What Come on, yeah, exactly. Uh, Let's hit a break here on the other side we're going to bring in aj hayfully uh and and have him share his scouting report
4: as you can tell by our set we love sports coverage we love providing yeah. that oh coverage, yeah but we also just love our merchandise and collectibles don't we oh we I love sure our bobbleheads we love it we love all that kind of stuff that's why uh your home for denver sports coverage that's us by the way is partnering with the leader in sports merchandise and collectibles foco Uh, We've teamed up with FOCO to secure your access to the best collectibles and gear around. Throw it back to 1996 with the newly released Joe Sackage Stanley Cup Celebration Bobble, or find your fandom with FOCO's other officially licensed Avalanche gear. The Avalanche, that's a hot ticket, huh? If the Avs lift the cup in 2022, you can keep the celebration going alongside your squad with exclusive championship collections and merch Fun doesn't stop there either. Check out their gear and merch for other Denver sports teams, including the new Rocky City Connect bobbleheads and more. Head (laughs) on over to Folklore.com and use promo code DNDR for 10% off your order. Yeah, man. Or click the link below in the YouTube description. I
0: love a limited edition bobblehead. I didn't know that about myself until. I didn't know that there was such a thing as a limited edition bobblehead. But now that I know, I feel like I have to get my hands on one of
3: these. You know what we need? What's that? A D line bobblehead. Holy smokes. Can you imagine a D line bobblehead? Oh, there's somebody that's got to make this. We got to get one. If we bought these and sold these, what would you think people would pay for the D line bobblehead? People would
0: buy it. $100. Oh, maybe.
3: Minimum $100. $3,000. (laughs) $3,000. Holy hell. (laughs) Uh,
4: What are we talking about? Oh, ads. That's right. Draft Game Sportsbook, America's top rated sportsbook ad book. Did you guys know about the NHL Stanley <laughs> Cup Final? It's happening right now. It's hockey's biggest event. Do you more, know who's up? Can I
3: tell you guys a bet for tomorrow? Yeah, go for it. Oh, Avs by 1,000. Avs by 1,000 goals. 1, Man, finish it out. They're, they're going to finish it out in, by 1,000 goals. AJ,
4: I can see AJ clapping in the e-cam. There. <laughs> gonna, yeah. Here's what's going
3: to happen. Yeah, the Avs are going to return to ice that is that,
0: favorable. To ice! For you mean Ice. Yeah, they, they were playing formerly on oatmeal, and they figured out how to uh, nice. play, to navigate it better than the, the stupid lightning. And now they're going to come back and they're going to murder them as they did in the first two games. It's and if, be you're, great. if
4: you're trying to figure out why the Nugget Shaft Show is talking about the ass, besides the fact they whip ass, it's because DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the Stanley Cup Final. Plus, they have a can't-miss offer for you fun friends at home. When DraftKings says they have a can't-miss offer, by the way... Don't miss it because they're trying to give you money. For example, new customers can bet $5 on either team to win their game and get $100 in free bets, Eric, whether you win or lose. That's not how betting works. Nope. They're just giving you money. If you're looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the final, you can do that with Same Game Parlays. You know how those work by now. Check out the TNVR Bet Show. For some advice, and most importantly, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use promo code DNVR. New customers can bet $5. I just told you that. You know it. That's code DNVR. <laughs> DraftKings Sportsbook. An official sports betting partner of the Stanley Cup. Final Must pay 21 or older. Colorado-only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit. Restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call
3: 1-800-522-4700. Let's go. All righty. Let's go Woo. live to the hotline now and bring in A.J. Hayes. hot takes on You the guys line. know him most notably from DNVR Avalanche. And I think they know, they know him most from this appearance right now. From this appearance right here. AJ, thanks so much for joining us. So first, tell us. I mean, we know you're a Jayhawk fan. How, how many games are you watching this year?
5: Oh, geez. Uh, not all of them because I do have a day job that happens at <laughs> night. But uh, I watch a, I watch a fair I, – I mean, I've watched Brown his entire career. So he's, uh, he's an easy guy to love.
3: So tell us about him, man. I mean, are you – when you saw I, – I, we talked earlier today, and I was kind of like, hey, be prepared for this. But what do, do you see him? Do you think, like, oh, that's a perfect fit for Denver? Are you excited for the pick? Yeah.
5: Yeah, I'm thrilled about it. Um, you and I talked earlier today, and I said the same thing. I was excited about it. And uh, genuinely, I think he's going to be a really good fit just because it's, it's a little bit of what the Nuggets need. Um, you know, when I came and hung out with you guys a couple of weeks ago, we talked about them adding – skill sets that make sense, you know, kind of adding to their culture and, and doing what they do. But he's, he's a guy that, uh, you know, he's, uh, I think my favorite thing that he's going to bring is the, the attitude, the swagger, that he really, that he, that he carries himself with. Uh, he's a very confident guy, but it, it, it translates uh, on, onto the basketball court in a really positive way. Um, he's not a guy that needs to be ball dominant to be successful offensively. He's really easy to play through. Uh, he understands how to how to succeed in that team environment. He was never he was never a guy that that had to uh, get a lot of touches to to produce. And he would have his games where he just dominated. Uh, I think the thing that people will be most surprised about is the athleticism. He's going to be a guy that you know he's he's got a really high basketball IQ and. If he ends up sharing the sharing the floor with Jokic at all, he's going to be the that kind of sublime cutter that we saw in Gary Harris for a while there. But his ability to finish at the rim is going to surprise a lot of people because that his athleticism is off the charts and he can finish through contact at the rim. So uh, he's, uh, he's a he's contact. a really impressive package. Yeah, he'll be able to he'll be able to take contact, uh, especially once he actually you know he's in the NBA for a few years and he bulks up and. He turns into a, a, a full-blown adult. Uh, he'll actually, he'll he'll really be able to play through that contact. So, the athleticism is legit. Uh, the shot is a little flat. It's a little wonky, but as long as it works, right?
3: Mm. Um,
5: I would I would worry a little bit about that. Um, he's not going to be, he's he's not going to be a great playmaker, but defensively, he immediately makes you better. Really? Uh, he immediately, yeah. He immediately. I mean, he immediately comes in and carves out a role. I mean with the with the 21st pick you're talking about a a, a team that fancies itself championship caliber is getting a guy that's going to fit into their rotation right away. So right. I don't I don't know I don't understand all of the people who have been hanging out in your guys's <laughs> chat all night acting like this is the end of the world. Well, this is how, kind of conjunction, I
4: think though.
3: It's a conjunction of moves it, more than this one pick. Yeah, it's it's and it's also just the way fans are like we had to, the Knicks famously boo every single pick <laughs> and have for 30 years and they're mostly right actually now that i think of it but nonetheless <laughs> even when, they're, hey, even when they're wrong they still do
4: it that kid who cried about porzingis was right <laughs> That's That's actually true. for that he kid. was right yeah. that he was
3: wrong that he was right again um here's one of the questions i keep wanting to ask somebody that walks, watches kansas a lot who was responsible for their success of all the Kansas guys on the team, like who was the guy that you say that was the winner? Maybe they had talent, but who was the guy that was like bound them together? Bill Self. Okay. Uh, the coach is the just right answer. Always. A, right, hold on guy In college basketball, it's God. always the coach. I bet players. I, I yes, it was him. And he behind him, it was Fog yeah, Allen. And it was the spirit of the Jayhawks <laughs> behind that. But when we get to the players on the roster, who was like who, who was the guy that stirred everything? No, I mean,
5: Abaji was great. Uh, Abaji was, uh, was. He was great. You know, Remy Martin kind of was that spark. He was the main ball handler. Uh, Braun, uh, Br- Brown really wasn't like that. Like, he really. Yeah. He wasn't like their lead guy. He just fit into what they did really well. And he, he was. Uh, he was just a perfect glue guy at every turn. And then right. you watch his development through his career, he, he just got better. Like you could see him early on in his career. He's a great athlete. He wasn't he wasn't much of a basketball player, but he was a great athlete. And he started developing skills and he started that attitude uh, that he developed. That I mean, it's it's really like what I think his mentality is what drives mm-hmm. so much of his his success. He's got great worth work ethic. He wants to be better. He wants to he wants to succeed. He wants to win. He really really wants to win. He's that guy that you know when in when you're when you're in indiana on a on the road in february you know and it's the it's the middle of the season and everybody's kind of over it he's going to be happy picking up a guy full court just because he can like he he's just that guy that he wants the challenge he always wants the challenge he wants he wants to be pushed uh, he wants to dominate. He wants to. Uh, he wants to end the other guy that's on the other side of the court from him. He wants whatever matchup, you know. in in the national championship game, he took he took Caleb Love out of that game. Like he took on that matchup. They switched him onto him the second half, and Caleb Love disappeared. And that's not that's not uh, an accident. You know, that's the same guy that Duke couldn't cover right. in the in the semifinal. All those guys just got drafted tonight. None of them could cover Caleb Love. Well, the guy who erased that guy was christian brown just took him out of the national championship game and helped spearhead that comeback and it, he's just he's he's gonna be an important role player for them i don't i don't know that he has a much of a ceiling uh like i don't think you're dreaming on this right, guy right. As, a, as a starter or anything Fine like that by as us, long brother. as Fine by like us. as long as as long as the expectations there are kind of tempered uh, uh this guy has got an obvious role <laughs> that he can slide into and I think I think that you know Michael Malone is going to going to love him because Michael Malone's going to be able to challenge him and he's going to respond to that. Mm. It's going to bring out the best in him and he's going to want to consistently raise his level to meet the to the array of challenges the NBA will present.
4: To that point AJ this is definitely a Michael Malone guy. I would imagine he either had input in or was thrilled by this pick or both.
3: Yeah.
5: Oh, he'll definitely be amped about it. That's for
3: sure. Yeah. If only he had an Irish last name or so, you know, like, then I think he would have been really all in. (laughs) Uh, Real quick, real quick, though, I just want to make this announcement. uh, Denver got a two way uh, signing. Villanova's Colin Gillespie. We'll go over him in just a little bit. He's signing a two way deal with the Nuggets. So that shores up one of the two way spots. We'll get to that in a little bit here. Let's stay on Brown. Yeah.
2: On Brown, you just talked about that, uh, that game when he took away Caleb Love in the championship. And one of the things that keep on coming back is how, you know, what type of defender he is. What type of defender is Brown? Like, is he a guy that mm. they put on their, their best defender or best offensive weapon every single time? And um, that was what he was? Or did he
5: try to go with,
3: like, positional type of defender? And is he helps, I also off-ball, I guess, as well. I'm kind of curious there. I haven't heard too much there.
5: Yeah, well, so with with Abaji on the team, um, they had some options there. Uh, but... Brown could regularly defend up if he needed to, um, you know, especially against teams that had length like Baylor. Uh, he was he was a guy that could take on uh, matchups against guys that had size advantage on him and be competitive. He would just, he's he's just a disruptive guy. Um, he's got great feet, uh, and I think the basketball IQ really helps him with the perimeter defense. You know, it's all about it's all about lateral movement, and he's able to keep guys in front of him and. Uh, I really like that. In terms of in terms of the help defense, uh, I think it will be interesting to see how he uh, how he adjusts to the the complexities of NBA defenses. Uh, but that's where I have got faith in his ability to pick up the game. Um, he's he's such a smart basketball player that I think he'll be able to understand what's happening around him uh, and he'll he'll be comfortable in it. He's a, he's gonna be a rookie though, so he's probably he's probably gonna be bad at a lot of things sure.
4: early on. Well, to that point, um, AJ, our, our first look at him will probably be summer league. We were just debating this internally. Do you think any of what you're talking about will pop in that context, or we we have to wait and see this pick sort of bear fruit a little bit? No, I think
5: uh, I think the athleticism should jump out immediately, uh, especially especially with the with the way that summer league can get a little chaotic. Uh, <laughs> when he gets when he gets out into the floor, uh, you'll really start to see. He he gets up and down. He moves. He just moves really well. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I think I think the athleticism will be the thing that jumps out at you the most. Uh, the defense the defense should play well right away. Uh, but I do uh, uh, the rest of that the rest we'll see. Um, I, I'm kind of tempering expectations on uh, his shooting ability in the NBA. Uh, I it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't a thing that like the numbers looked good, but it was never really a thing that I loved about his game. It just sort of felt like a thing that he could do. Um, I'm not. Uh, I'm not super confident that that's going to be a, a big part of his uh, his toolkit early. Right. Uh, with a lot of work, you know, and he could. He he could make it. Uh, he could really make it become a staple, but. Early on, I'm not – that's not – I don't think that's what's going to get him into the rotation and keep him there.
3: It's interesting, man, because, I mean, I I wonder how much – if he's sharing the court with guys like a Michael Porter, a Jamal, and a Jokic in any capacity, even if it's not as a starter, but if that's the idea you want to groom him there, teams have to make choices. And if the choice is to leave him wide open, he becomes a spot-up corner shooter, which, you know, maybe in that context, that's the best context for him. You're not asking him to make any other shots but two types, left corner, right corner – and we'll see what happens. But I'm with you. I'm you know, the numbers look good. That's always important. Um, do you think he plays next year? Is he a guy that you could see being like bones in him? That's the backcourt off the bench.
5: Um Yeah, I think he I think he should get certainly he should get the chance. Um, you know, it's it's of course there's still a whole off season of major decisions that have to be made. Uh, but for right now, given what the roster looks like, I feel like he should absolutely get some run. Um, how it goes, we'll see. But it's not it's not hard to envision him next to next to Bones in a year or two. Right. Uh, being being ten tons of fun.
3: <laughs> ten tons of fun. Because uh, it's it's tons. a lot of personality. It's like you guys sold. talked about,
5: ben, Bones will Bones will pick the fight and Brown will fight it for him. Right. <laughs> right. He'll he'll cut that Perfect. guy and and he'll he'll go to the he'll go to the death for four bones so hey, bones can pick all the fights
4: so i saw him hit a big shot in a big spot and then yell "bitch" at the sideline oh hell was yeah was that a one-off or can i expect more of that please tell oh, me the uh, a one. lot more, a lot more of that Love to hear. that <laughs> dude
5: is he's pure attitude man it's all he he relishes uh the hatred of others
1: i love it (laughs) all
3: right well i love it there you go here's the thing though is it grayson allen because everybody keeps comparing him to grayson allen who i actually hate and not in a like like,
0: oh "Oh."
3: man that guy's so good i hate him it's like is he gonna break people's elbows no
0: (sighs) no he's not dirty
5: he's not a guy that's gonna like step under you all right uh he's not he's not that guy uh he'll just he'll just talk a lot of smack about your girlfriend and (laughs) <laughs> you know like he's just he's he's the guy that, that'll get under your skin but he's not uh i i don't i've never thought of him as a as a dirty guy he's
0: never
3: really done that in his I love that. you guys you guys got any more for aj here
0: no i mean i i just want to say thank you for making me feel better i feel better <laughs> it's a great, it, this sounds like a great pick like i was looking at like is this guy mario Hizonia? is this guy like uh, is he, is, he, is he, I, I just don't know where he is like he looks interesting he's got athleticism um, but I just I don't know like uh, I, I'm feeling good now AJ let's go and AJ for me just final note
3: go Avs No, no, no. Bigger note than that. So people don't know this that don't follow the Avalanche. You can make your own final note. That's my final note. Well, my final note, I actually wanted to say this alongside it. The Avs are up three games to one. Tomorrow night, the DMVR bar, you're going to want to be here. It's going to be an incredible place to be should the Avs do what we all believe they're going to do, which is going to completely kick the shit out of this Tampa Bay Lightning team. Knock on wood. Who knows? It's still a thing. But they're up three games to one. But here's what I really want to say, AJ. You and I, very similar. And that... We've been on these, this path since the beginning, before DNVR yeah. started, really yeah. even before BSN started or before you started with BSN, following this hockey team and saying, hey, I think there's something here from its very inception with this group here. And I know I have fantasies about being in your position, which is one game away from being uh, from your team actually doing it. But here's what it is. It's a great moment for the city of Denver, should they pull this off. It's a great moment for Colorado Avalanche fans. But I think everybody has to understand, it's a great moment for A.J. Haefeli, who for seven years has been saying this special brewing and for seven years has had people say, you're a fanboy. Fan you boy. don't know what you're talking about. You're just with your pom poms. I still think that's true. You're <laughs> just a fanboy. You don't know this. You don't put it in. AJ puts in more work than anybody to know what the f he's talking about. And tomorrow night, I think yeah. you get to say, "I fucking told you so." And we'll say it for you if you don't. Want and if to. you don't, I'm gonna say it like very loudly, nonstop. <laughs> my uh,
5: my my name won't go on the Stanley Cup or anything, but I will get to spend the rest of my life knowing that I was right.
3: I hope to one day get to be in your exact spot talking about that with Nikolajogic but honestly AJ's been there as as early as anyone projecting exactly what has played out for us and it's really it's such a dub I can't wait to watch it unfold with you tomorrow Um, thanks so much for hopping on with us buddy
5: yeah I appreciate it you guys have fun
3: Alrighty, Love let's take a AJ. break on the other side. Let's talk about the other guys in the draft and some big picture topics. And we might even hear, this show's probably gonna run long. We'll probably even hear from Harrison Wind who is speaking with Calvin Booth here shortly.
4: First of all, EJ's so cool. He is so cool. You <laughs> know what else is cool? Rugby. And not a lot of Americans know about rugby. Maybe you played it in college, club level for your school, but a lot of us didn't. And maybe our friends wouldn't played. We didn't know what the hell they were doing. One cool thing about Colorado, many cool things, but one of those cool things is that it's Rugbyville, USA, right here in Glendale. This is one of the hot spots of rugby culture in the United States. And thanks to Colton Strickler of the DNVR Rugby Podcast and the American Raptors who play in Glendale, you can get your rugby fixed. They are a crossover team that have athletes who excelled in other backgrounds that are now coming together to try rugby. And they had some success. They were 5-5 five and five in their first season. They want you to come out and watch them in their next season. And here's an important note. Those tickets are free. So grab those at AmericanRaptors.com. And if you can't make the game, they also stream the game from their website. Check it out. And if you love it and you want to know more about the game, you got to go to the DNVR Rugby podcast hosted by our guy Colton Strickler. He does a great job of including both the layman's and the lifers. Check that out wherever you get your podcasts. Shout out Colton. I also got to talk to you guys about, well, athletic greens. Eric, show the people your nails. Oh, my God. Look at this. I,
0: I, we should give a warning first. I don't want to wow make anybody's eyes burn out. They're so
4: shiny. Last night, I was looking around for something in, in 2.15, and I walked into your office, and you just had a bag of athletic greens on the keyboard.
0: I think at this point in my life, or at this point just in general, you can look at me as a bag of athletic greens. That's (laughs) right. And
4: if you keep using them and you use them the right way, maybe (laughs) you can drop bag from that description. Hell uh, yeah. (laughs) These things are healthy. Eric uses them literally every day. I use them every day. You don't always have time to get the nutrients you need to put the right stuff in your body to improve that gut health, that energy reserve. But you can do it all with one scoop and 12 ounces of water. Thanks to our friends at Athletic Greens. Get the supplements you need in one tasty drink. Way tastier than you would think. It's the perfect way to start today. Chug that stuff. Go for a walk. Go for a run. You will feel like Nikola Jokic, a.k.a. Superman. Plus, your nails will be shiny. So shiny. So what you got to do is go to athleticgreens.com slash nuggets. AthleticGreens.com/Nuggets and take ownership over your health. Pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance today or tomorrow. It's ten forty-four.
0: Hey,
3: it is hey, late the day yeah, to be But yeah, <laughs> you can it. order it any time. When, when, <laughs> whenever you get to whenever the you get to uh, it. That is the way the internet. It's so great. Um, all right, segment three here is going to be probably a little bit of a longer segment three because there's a lot to get to. So Christian Brown to me, longer? Uh, sorry, right, Christian uh, Brown to me is the story. That's the story. Okay, that's the draft. But the Nuggets didn't just take him they ended up using their 30th pick surprised us we're going to talk about that in the abstract later on but they used it to bring in a guy peyton watson probably the single most project player to ever come out of the first round <laughs> like i know the 30th pick is only one away from Woo! being the 31st pick which is a okay. second rounder but this is a guy who I, I think it's funny because it's so off the radar and we just didn't envision denver taking two guys peyton watson was to give a quick overview the number one recruit coming out of california in 2021 he went to ucla and he had a disastrous rookie season or freshman season there but as a prospect he was a consensus five-star recruit how many consensus five-star recruits are there every every year out of high school
2: not many like really um probably like the the top 12 top 12 players
3: yeah So he was a guy that was projected. I thought it was even fewer than that. I thought it was like five or six guys every year that become consensus top five-star recruits. Nonetheless, this is a guy that was projected to be a stud, went to college, and had a really bad offensive season. But he is a defensive, super upside play. What I mean by that is Christian Brown, defensive guy, brought in to be a defensive. And he's almost like a low ceiling, but he's a defensive guy. You know you're going to get it. That's the guy. Calvin Booth took a second shot at this draft and he said, More defense, this time superstar level defender. Like, this is a guy that, if it works out, may be a Giannis on the perimeter type defensive impact guy. Shut down anybody, rotate, crazy wingspan, gets through screens, does all those things. But the offense is as close to a zero as you can get. I comped him when we were doing the live show to Matisse Steibel, and that you're talking about a great on ball defender, you know, whatever, but the offense isn't there he almost projects to maybe be as good or better, more versatile as a defensive player and offensively maybe even worse than a than a somehow. So it's a very interesting play here. Let's break it down. I'll start with you this time, Dev.
2: Yeah, when you go back to the consensus, like All-American stuff, like this guy had a monster like high school career. And then also, this is coming out of California. Like he's going against the top players in the country every single night. He goes to the McDonald's All-American game and puts up huge numbers. I think he averaged like... 23 points and like nine rebounds a game so it, it's a zero going into the nba but this is a guy that has scored right, right, like right. he's a guy that can play well at that level and then also that means that he's a like a really special defender if you're going to be a five star with no offense like right. that's just really wild to think about the thing that that this pick means for me is Them giving away that second, I mean, that first round pick, you know, future. 2027. Yeah. That means that this was a Calvin Booth pick. This is who he wanted. This is who he keyed in on um, one way or another. And that's why, you know, heading into this, I had the conversation. I mean, I said the comment of I think that they they had a plan going into this and they excelled in that because they wanted defenders and that's what this tells you that they had the plan to get as much defense as possible and they did that with their first two for their first three picks really yeah, yeah, well. um Yep. So I feel like with this type of pick, it just showed what the new regime wanted. They wanted def- defense. Also, when you look at the, the Nuggets and what they desperately needed most, it is defense. They already have their core. They have their offense. They're getting better on offense because they're going to get Michael Porter Jr. and Jamal Murray back. You get a, a extended year of Bones being a more you know confident scorer. I feel like the offense is set, but you needed to answer that. And I think that they answer it with a Peyton Watson, who they clearly had to feel confident in. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, this is, uh, this, for me, specifically caught me, like, very off guard. Um, You know, like, now that we're sort of, like, filling in the sort of backfilling and, like, figuring out and, like, sort of understand. I mean, it's always the initial Shock of, this was
3: a big surprise.
0: Yeah, the initial shock is one thing. Then you sort of have to take a step back and be like, okay, what are we, what are we talking about here? What are we actually left with? Because we maybe we had a different type of player in mind. Um, I still feel like, you know, as, as far as the player is concerned, what I'm hearing about the defensive upside is, you know, interesting. Very interesting. Could he be an elite uh, attack player? Uh, Level defensive player like that I mean that's something that the Nuggets obviously sorely Need so that's a, a check But it you know it sounds like there's no chance he Could come in and start Playing basketball for the Denver Nuggets like right off the Bat like it's not like his offensive game oh he's too. A project he's like a project. They, he's a guy that yeah is, is, a is definitely right. so You think G League I mean one for okay, now right. one for later My thing My thing that I was talking about I, I just feel like That the Nuggets didn't play the game of the Draft correctly like I feel like this is a a guy they could have gotten
3: by thirty five, thirty six, thirty five sure. by
0: trading this first round draft pick for second round draft picks and and just doing the thing. I guess maybe we maybe we've been spoiled by the the strategic genius of Tim Connolly Who for some Who was deep years.
4: in whatever that bag is tonight? Deep, by the way,
0: yes, Tim Connolly did exactly what he does every year for the Denver Nuggets, where you know that he had a guy that he was keyed in on, uh, blew up on him one time. Yes, but. But then he and he turned that into two guys, and that you know got Monte double, later on, yeah, even doubling in that the draft, chance yeah. that maybe he'll, uh, one of those guys will excel and work out. Um, so listen, like, I, I, who am I? Like, I, who am I to say that this was a bad pick? Like that, that this guy doesn't have a, lot, a huge upside. That uh, Calvin Booth, who played in the NBA, and Tommy B, who is a professional basketball player himself, like they can see something in this guy that, and I've not. You know, I've not scouted him uh, very closely at all, so I, I have a hard time. You know, uh, giving them a hard time for this pick. It's just like I feel like they didn't play the game of the draft
4: correctly tonight. Whatever that means. If he's a player, it doesn't matter. I get that take for sure, man. And I think if you sort of veil of ignorance this draft, just forget the context. Right. Just look at their draft picks. They told us they needed defenders. They went out and they got three defenders. They got their two and a half, their three and a half, and their rim protecting five. Right. And the three and a half has the upside of being a special, special <laughs> defender. The problem is none of this happened in a vacuum, right? It follows the win now comments. It follows the Jermichael Green trade. It's You're kind of looking like, all right, you traded a future first to get off of a player to reach for a guy. Right. So I don't want to sit here and slam the pick itself like Eric right, just like, said. Because I don't what we'll see, man. I've been super wrong on this up before. But I think there is a process element of particularly the Watson pick. The Kamagati stash, whatever, dude. It's a stash. That's a fine use of resources. It's not gonna take up a spot. Who cares? I really like the Brown pick. But particularly the way they went about getting Watson, I think folk just have some process questions right now. And I think San's additional moves in this offseason, that's all fair.
2: I have a quick question for you, vote So Patrick Baldwin, for instance, that goes to Golden State Warriors. Do you think that's a good pick or a bad pick?
3: Where did they take him? Thirty-three or something like that. I don't. I mean, I don't really. I'm high.
2: not
4: gonna. I don't really know Bald- Baldwin well enough, man. I know it's the drop-off kind of. Yeah,
2: but I think but... that that's like the same idea that Calvin goes into this with. He this was a guy that was playing extremely well that we. See, you know, I'm not saying that they looked at him, but. If you look at that and think that it's not a bad pick, it's because of all of the upside of what it could be possibly down the road, and also Denver does not need any pick that they get right now to be a right now type of guy. So if you get him at thirty, and he works out, great. If he doesn't work out, is it really hurting the Dem- like Denver's chances of of a championship? No,
4: it's not that. It's about the opportunity cost of the resources, right? So was there another move involving trading one of these two picks to bring a a win-now guy? By the way, offseason isn't over.
3: So that could still happen. That's actually how I would more phrase this is I think one of the big takeaways, in fact, it might be my number one takeaway before you even get to the picks, is I think there's more pressure now on Calvin Booth going into next week than I anticipated there being. In large part because there weren't there wasn't a trade and we kind of thought so the asset management that you're talking about but even just roster spots like we're gonna talk about Kamigate next he's a stash so it doesn't really matter there um, but you do look at okay now you got two guys that are likely to be on the roster here um, that's two fewer spots and now you have the free agency period you you kind of hope and maybe it, hit, it hints at hey they have a plan like maybe this hints at like yeah we're taking these guys because we already know who our top ten are and these are the next wave of players that we expect. I don't know. I just know that if we get to next week and that doesn't happen, we're all going to be sitting here going, what the hell? Yeah, precisely. And yeah, it's like yeah, if yeah. this is if this is it, you know, or if the moves that happen next week are so minor, precisely. And, and it, then it's going to be like, man, that doesn't feel like a maximizing the, the window of opportunity. Right. But we're not there. And I do think we Agreed. owe it to Calvin to kind of sit and look at this and say, while I understand um, Eric's perspective on it about the asset management, to play devil's advocate, David Roddy was projected to go 45, he went 23. A lot of the picks that happened sure. between 21 sure. and 30 were so different from what the even the big mocks, the Athletic, the ESPN, it was so different that maybe the Intel said, "Hey, this guy's actually going to go." And it doesn't matter what we mm-hmm. thought, that it was a surprise to us. But they're like, yeah, he's going to go in the next two or three picks. Entirely possible. So it's entirely possible. I just think that now to play the other side of the devil's advocate, Calvin Booth has a, <laughs> big, are you? a big week <laughs> right. next
4: week. Right. This is like your Dalen Terry coverage. Dale and Terry coverage. But I agree.
2: I don't agree, really. I, I don't think that there's anything that they're going to do next week. I think it's going to be the same. It's going to be Barton and Monte. But I think that is really with the idea of – The Kronkies went into this and said, okay, Calvin, you want to get bigger. You want to get defense. Right. Can you do that while also saving us money? So, like, really? That's that's my my opinion on it. I think that they say, hey, go get these guys, but we don't want it to cost a lot of money. And you You can't accomplish both things. But I feel like you did when you you trade away, you know, Jermichael Green and in the future. Well, that saved money for sure. And then I, I think that now they just. Maybe you get rid of one guy, but you don't have to change anything right now.
3: So to this now circle back, I'm going to play a second Mm. devil's advocate. (laughs) I'm back forth, and now I'm back again. Because (laughs) here's the thing is when they did get rid of Jermichael Green, it makes sense. Jermichael Green, I don't think, added any value to the Nuggets. He's a good player. Nuggets could replace him without losing anything. But they got that trade of players exception. They got the idea of like, yeah, but they can spend. To me, they go into next week and don't spend it and don't make the moves. I look at it and I go... What are we doing? Exactly. The Nuggets are so good, guys. That, like we just put them as number two in the West with, and like I only put them there to be a token, you know, not to be the full Homer. The Nuggets are good enough to win a title, so to me, they have to next week go into it. Unless their argument is Will Barton and Monte Morris are our guys, and that's what we need to get over the hump. And I just that's a tough sell to me,
4: dude. I I, I think. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right about that. I still think the fear of is this all just cost-cutting is on the table. Now, the offseason doesn't happen in one night. Like you said, Booth, Tommy, the new regime, all of them, they deserve a chance to go on about their business That and we'll see how it goes. But like Dev was just saying, if they don't use that full MLE, if they don't use the traded player exception, and they traded Jamichael, and they drafted three guys – yeah, that is that, that is. I, if someone wants to go, I think the Kronkies are being cheap. Am I going to be like, no? I maybe. So we'll we'll see how it goes from here. But I certainly, at the very least, understand the fear that mm-hmm. is present for folk.
0: Yeah, the win now thing is the tough. That's the tough phrase to get over. If if we if this is in fact the only moves that are made, is just drafting three rookies, uh, one of which won't be playing. Two of which won't be playing One of sure. which is going to be uh, stashed so. I
3: am excited though uh, Here's the thing If this happened three years ago If this happened in the Tim Conley era like Because we have so much faith in Tim Conley If we get Peyton Watson I think all of our perspective would be like who did we just steal? Like, oh my God, Peyton Watson! It was off everyone's well, I don't radar. oh man, we'd be like, well, but here's the thing. I agree with with Dev in that I do think that this, the number one thing I take away from this when we're trying to learn who is Calvin Booth, what is his now that he's at the helm, what is his thing? My number one thing is he's like defense. Yeah. We don't care about anything. We're gonna score on everyone. We're gonna we're smash gonna take- everyone. We just have to find defenders, and we're gonna find one safe Brown. Good. I think he's going to be a very good player. We're going to find one lottery ticket. Peyton Watson might be nothing, might be a lottery ticket. And then they go to get Kamagate, who to me is actually somewhere in between. We'll get to him now. The Nuggets did not have a second round pick. They end up buying one. This is part of what's so funny some people freaked out when Denver sold off all their second round picks every year. They've been able to buy just one by one. like so it turns buy out second, bowl bowl. second round picks are just like $200,000 and the nuggets are like, yeah, we'll always just buy those because it's actually smart. It's Kamigate to me is like such an exciting second stash round pick. It you stash him and it takes one year. So what about him? Six foot 11, seven feet tall, huge wingspan, incredible motor, uh, elite defensive prospect blocks an enormous amount of shots. Basically, you're DeAndre Jordan-type player and that he's like a guy that sits at the rim, can block shots, rotate, whatever, projects to potentially be an elite rim protector. But here's the kicker. Here's the kicker, guys. He actually is a great perimeter defender as well, a rare example of that mold of player who likes to drop coverage, hang out in the paint, rebound, block shots, by the way, 3 offensive rebounds per game, you know, in his French league. So this guy actually has a lot of these like very interesting traits but somehow also has the mobility to play on the perimeter. Now he's a guy who, you know, hails from the Ivory Coast or family does, came to basketball super late in his teen years. So he's a very raw player. A la Tim Duncan, a la Kim Olajuwon, maybe, I don't know, I'm getting ahead of myself now, but <laughs> a guy who names. came, a la Joel Embiid, a la Joel Embiid, a guy who came to basketball late in his career, so the fact that he excels as a prospect, an NBA prospect, despite the fact that he's still learning like basic basketball, sort of not basic concept, he's further along than that, but I'm told like positioning and things like that he's still learning but he's still impactful. To me, that's the exact type of player. This isn't a Peter Cornelly. He has a three-point shot, but it doesn't have anything else. This is a guy that projects to be a rim protector at some capacity and maybe even more than that.
2: Yeah, just to even go back a little bit <clears throat> with the Calvin Booth comment, it's not even only defense. I feel like I think it's a lot to do with size. I really do think that the size also yeah. matters. Um, even if you think about who they were trying to pitch to go other – other places monte morris he's a smaller guard like right, i man. think that he wanted the team to get bigger and then also that's why i also had it in my in my mind that they were going to have to try to get a backup center of some sort like i you know i understand that this is a draft and stash but he's also like someone that you can use down the road or just at any time you could bring him over really is, is that is that how it works <laughs>
3: You can bring him over. Yeah, I mean, usually they have a contract yeah. and you have to buy him out. So my guess is he's not until the following season.
2: Yeah, but, like, I mean, we've seen that with, with Corner Lee, even though he, he didn't pan out or work. But he, like, eventually came. They gave him a chance just to see what it was, um, try to get him better. And if it works out, okay. If not, it was so late and it just didn't mean so much to them that it's like, okay, you know, it doesn't matter as much. But, you know, just having a guy that has that the defensive mold, you know that they're just showing hey if you guys don't answer these things or if you don't get better as a defense then we're not going to win championships this is not the team um that's going to be you know the pass, and i think that's what the regime meant is you're not we're not going after you know just buckets every single time defense has to be that has to come into play especially when you have uncertainty in jamal murray and michael porter jr you just don't know so
0: now how do you answer that with defense yeah and and I mean, we were pounding the table the entire time. Like, if we're talking about any player that the Denver Nuggets bring in that does not bring a defensive edge, like... What are they doing? What do we do? Right. So And so they went as far, seemingly, with this pick. I mean, he averaged three points a game, the lowest total in the history of the first round of the NBA (laughs) draft. So we made history tonight, baby. Uh, uh but, you know, could this guy be like Draymond Green? Could this guy be like, uh, right, right? I don't know. I, I, I have no idea.
3: I feel like the NBA tried a lot of Draymond Greens this year. Like David Roddy going early as a total, like we know David Roddy, so we're closer to him. But people in Memphis are probably like looking at the mocks and going, he was supposed to go 44th. Yeah, How'd they probably. take him 23? Uh, the team NBA guys are looking for smart, versatile players right now. And that's, to me, a trend over the last two or three drafts. But tonight was the most extreme of that. This is true this is true. kamagate you got anything for him i mean i
4: i like this version of the flyer because this is the flyer you buy into the second round and by the way the last one we saw of this ilk came back to bite them in a different way because it was bull and he soaked up a roster spot and that's not what's going to happen here at least in year one so if the nuggets really like kamagate there's no there's no objection to this right someone gave them the money they bought a second round pick, yeah. and they used it on a stash. Like that's fine by me, and I I, I like the prospect. I'm intrigued. By the by way, yeah,
3: paying for it. We haven't seen, have we seen the terms of that deal? Because I'm guessing it was just I cash. I They bought it, right? Yeah, I, I haven't seen the I like details of I that.
4: Yeah, so so let me. I'll bite you know, my tongue on that till we know for sure. I'm pretty but, sure
3: though, what it is. Yeah, all the
4: same. I mean, yeah, taking this guy and stashing him is totally fine. And that that is the bottom line as far as the picks themselves. You zoom in, you narrow in on tonight. They told us they'd get defense and they got three defenders.
3: And by the way, I know this just from conversations I've had with Calvin over the last month or so. This was he's talked a lot about like not getting fooled by sexy. Not being like, hey, right, what if right. this guy's this or that? It's like, no, sometimes you need guys that understand basketball. And by the way, this is the thing about Peyton Watson that I think it was underrated. Super high character guy. Sometimes when you have a number one recruit who flames out, you assume there's like a character problem. Not the case here. This is a guy that like wants to be better. High character guy. All of those different things, but also like a high IQ, super competitive. So the skill set, like he's an inter. He's actually a very interesting piece here because he's a guy that seems to understand basketball, a super competitor, and has some physical tools. It's actually the skill development part of it, and you get a worker, and you get a guy who's been humbled by the. I'm the best guy in the world. All of a sudden, I'm barely making the first round. <laughs> you hope that that is a recipe for, you know yeah. what? Get in here, and if you are all those things that the scout tells you about, let's see if he can come in here and do this. But <laughs> it fits a mold that Calvin has been saying to everyone he talks to. of right, like, right. I want high character sure, guys sure. who know the game. I don't want taking flashy guys that aren't going to understand it. And Brown, what did AJ say? A guy that he's going to do all the right things doesn't need the the flashy stuff. He'll do all the dirty work. You get this Peyton guy, same reputation, and then you get Kamagate, who is a late bloomer, but at least projects to be something in that mold. Shout you out. want to
2: talk about doing your like, um, you know, your homework on a guy? Like, if you look at the guys that they got, there there's someone doing their homework. With Brown, he's a guy that's ultra competitive, but he's you know he's not rumored to be a um a, a cheap shot guy he's not out there right. trying to hurt you even though he's trash talking the entire time that takes a different type of mode yeah also to be watson and to be a five star that you know every single person you know everybody was going after him he didn't sit out a year and just say i'm not going to play anymore i'm going to go into the transfer portal which was right. super sexy for anybody that's a five star or also you're at ucla who they they kind of underachieved this year and he also came off the bench average 3 points a game and he still went into the draft and said I'm going to I'm going to give it a try because I know this is who I am that's someone doing their homework like right. extremely right. well because I'm going to tell you right now don't let don't let high school dev be a five star that doesn't play at UCLA. Right, right. <laughs> I'm gonna go play at Duke next year, and I'm gonna try to stick it to or I'm gonna try to play in your conference and try to give you right. guys 40 or something like that. Or, you know, there's gonna be me fighting teammates or something. There's gonna be something <laughs> that comes out, and there's nothing low with them. character like dev.
3: Low character de- high school dev so low character. Dude, I can't. A
0: five star, a five, I star five star dev is <laughs> like oh my, my goodness. goodness. Five star dev needs to be humbled.
3: Can I, can I tell you something, though? Somebody just sent me as a comp for Peyton Watson. You guys will laugh. Herb Jones. So, again, when we talk Everyone's about an elite Herb development. Jones. Well, everybody has. We've talked about this. But the idea of this guy that's 6'8", super, like, mobile on the perimeter, blocks everything, steals everything, gets out there. I mean, that's kind of the mold of what they're trying to look for. And, again, more likely than not that the 30th pick is a bu- like it's more likely that they're not a good player right the 30th pick the history of them is not great but that's the thing they're at least saying we got to find one somewhere we'll take a stab at finding one right here
4: i know we're about to pull wind up shout out chat uh second rounder for a second rounder then i'll
3: get swapped 2024 well there you go um all uh let's bring in the man with the wind in his hair who is live from ball arena where there is ice real ice he on the uh, hockey rink, My back man behind has ice you. Ice in his veins. He does have ice in his veins. Harrison, you were here yeah. moment, a moment ago. Now you're at Ball Arena. Which did you like better?
1: Um, well, it's absolutely freezing in here. The ice <laughs> does look good, though. The ice looks crisp. Um, <laughs> just, just look it over. It's good to go for tomorrow night. Um, but I, yeah, of course, I wish I was there with you guys.
3: I love this view you have. Did you set your laptop like up at the ceiling, and well, then now you're?
1: <laughs> well, the problem is there's no chairs around. Like, they're all <laughs> they're locked up under lock and key. So I'm just standing here.
3: This is yeah, why you're you, a professional, you know, man. Look at you. Like, you get the shot right, even if it takes you improvising. This is what I love about, about wind. Mm, that feels <laughs> brilliant. Is that, this, is, this is what I love about <laughs> Harrison <laughs> Wind. Oh, yeah. Unbelievable. Wow. All right. So good. Harrison, take us inside Ball Arena.
1: Well, we just spoke with Calvin Booth. We didn't hear from any of the draft prospects tonight. They're going to be in town on Monday for their uh, okay. post-draft pressers or intro pressers, whatever you want to call it. We heard from Calvin Booth. I mean, my biggest takeaway is that the Nuggets got three of their guys tonight. They came into tonight wanting to potentially draft all three of these players, and, and that's what they ended up doing. They, they thought there was going to be competition for all three, and, and they're, I think – pretty happy with how it turned out. At least that's what Calvin Booth kind of displayed. Um, he's really excited about the Christian Brown pick. He thinks he can be a rotation player or he'll fight for rotation minutes next season. Wow. Uh, you know, he called him a six-seven-two guard who okay. is just a competitor. And um, he loves how he plays defense. Uh, he, he loves just how he affects the game. So there's a lot of excitement for him.
3: Underrated part about Christian Brown, you know, you're going to get the Bones, Brown, Murray one-on-one battles in practice that I think are going to be like really fun. Those three guys now get to sort of like Brown gets to practice guarding two great one-on-one scores. Those guys get to go up against him. I, I just think that'll be a fun under the radar dynamic.
1: Yeah, I kind of lost you guys there for a second. That's uh, all right. I but, said
3: something great.
0: You're good. <laughs> Just smiling, Dom. Is that what we all do, yeah. Adam?
1: Um, on Peyton I'm Watson, so Calvin Booth said he has the potential to be an all-NBA level defender. And he said, you know, you have to look past the stats from last year and, and how little he played. Uh, Booth says he saw Peyton Watson play early in the season for UCLA. It was a game in Vegas. Uh Peyton Watson played 20 minutes in this game. I'm looking at the box score right now. Shot 9 of 12 from the field, 19 points, four rebounds. A couple steals.
3: They made that choice real early. It it was half of his points on the season came in one game. But but
2: also, how are you averaging three points a game if you had a 19? (laughs) So
1: so when you say he saw him early
4: in the season.
1: (laughs) Well, I'll tell you exactly why he didn't play. I mean, UCLA had a loaded team last year. I think they had something like 10 returning players from the Mm. year before. Mm. So it was tough for him to really carve out minutes. But he loves how he competes defensively. Uh, He said Peyton Watson is just like a basketball addict. Like he's addicted to the game. He loves the game. He loves to defend also. So he said, you know, he's definitely a little bit of a project, but he also said that he might be ready in two years. He might be ready in two months. (laughs) I (laughs) I love love that.
3: that. (laughs) If you had to put money on it. (laughs) 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 I love that. That's so funny, man
1: and then the other you know two guys he couldn't really comment on because the deals aren't official but ismael kamagate i mean i reported he's going to be a draft and stash next season he plays in france right now we've actually talked about him on the show he just won uh, the defensive player of the year in the french a league last season and then colin gillespie is going to be one of the guys on the two-way contract and my sense is this was a Michael Malone uh, signing. I-, I think Michael Malone is a big Colin Gillespie guy. The 2022 Bob Cousy award winner. Oh. Um,
3: oh.
1: we had Villanova last season. Uh, so. <laughs> what, what do you, you win that for I what? For beating actually,
3: up on What does that award mean actually? I don't even know.
1: I just said best point guard in the country. Yeah.
3: Oh, I missed that part. Um, there, there, was there was a, a siren. Yeah, there was a siren. We're Colfax. on Colfax. Yeah. We're on Colfax, that. yeah. Siren's on Colfax.
1: And the way Calvin Booth talked about him, he actually said he could step into the rotation for a game if Jamal needs a game off next season.
3: <laughs> this is not going to happen. I love these like theories that we have. We you know Malone they, every year. You know, We're going to pace our way through, and then all of a sudden it's January. Yoke is just playing eight games in 10 nights, 40 minutes a night. That's not going to happen. Not surprised uh, he got that
4: look, though. Obviously, we knew he came in for a workout, and a guy that was always going to impress in workouts. What was your guy for the workout?
3: What, tell me, remind me of him in the workout. I don't remember the, him.
4: He he's just like a prototypical like guard oh, Colin yeah uh
1: I, I think a like 6-2 point guard out out of villanova fifth year senior won a ton of games in college shoots just, well good know, in the pick and roll he's
4: just a point guard
2: yeah he got better every single year though like every year and then he got injured and then came back and was even better after the injury um and also he become he became a really good score out of nowhere so like we talk about like having a, a backup point guard, especially like in like summer league and things like that. He's a guy that can run the show and, and yeah. still yep. do the right things. Not a great defender, but he's getting better.
4: He's big too. When I saw him work out in person, that was one of my takeaways. Like he's obviously he's not the tallest dude in the world, but he's stocky. He's not like a like a twig or anything.
3: East Coast guy. He's such a Malone guy, isn't he? He has like the same backstory. <laughs> I bet these guys talk You're the sure. same. Split a hoagie. Split a, a hero. <laughs> all righty well hey hey you know what's but one interesting thing here so you talk about a point guard one of the things i was worried about when is is we talk about summer league are these guys going to look good they're going to need somebody to set the table for them you know brown's not a creator like <laughs> Pey- peyton watson not a creator maybe this is the guy like he comes into summer league now and he's like you know what i'm gonna make you guys shine i know how to run an offense so could be good there as well i,
1: think I mean you're looking older. at summer league starting point guard right there
3: i think you probably are Anything else from a media session?
1: One interesting note, uh, Calvin Booth said that not just Josh Kroenke was in the war room. Stan Kroenke was in the war room tonight. Uh, both those guys were in the Nuggets draft That explains a lot. <laughs> well, it's You're funny. We've this. talked about how Josh Kroenke probably going to take a more involved role in the day-to-day stuff. He even said that much at, at his presser a couple weeks back. Um I just thought that was an interesting note. Uh Calvin said like it was great
3: having them there though. Well, yeah. Got to say that one. It's like when I show up to work and everyone's like it's great having you here, Adam. It's so it's nice. Yeah, when so you come nice. back from vacation, right. so We nice, missed Adam. you, man. We missed you. For sure. so wow. Um all right, well that's good stuff, man. Calvin um Calvin Booth uh in the books for his first one. Thanks, Harrison. Um Thanks. Good talking to you. We'll see you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. Um it's so funny, man. This is why it, it, reacting to games in the moment, like one second after, is tough to do. Reacting to big decisions oh like this is impossible. Well, <sighs> I feel almost different now than I did two years ago or two hours ago, and not necessarily like I'm saying one right or wrong. I'm just saying there's so much to digest. Oh, for sure,
0: there is so much to digest, and there's so much. At least when we're reacting to games, we have the whole picture <laughs> yeah that's true a lot of this is they like we don't <laughs> we've not seen them play basketball yeah. i mean especially so i'm like i don't know uh, he i had like an idea of what i liked but i mean what, what, who the fuck am i right like i don't All know right. so, but i'm when i can react when i can watch something and react to it like i i'm fully in the the camp of i'm going to give these guys the benefit of the doubt. Um you know, I trust their ability to to see things in, in basketball players that uh, that I don't. Um, and, you know, I'm just hearing what AJ has to say about Brown. I'm I'm super hopeful. He sounds like a really uh, the type of player that the Nuggets absolutely need. Um, you know, the other players will see. But that's the great thing is that Summer League is in two
4: weeks. Oh, my we're God. actually get to right. watch. Oh, not These only that, man. Play. You know
3: what I love really next weeks? week? or really over the weekend and then into next week, I get to do a list on these guys. And I'm actually, like, super excited yeah. about it because so much of our analysis is that, like, abstract stuff. I get to actually watch tape and be like, I mean, ooh, interesting thing so to share. Summer
0: League is where I absolutely fell in love with Bones Highland because you just saw it oh. immediately. You just saw it immediately. You're like, wow, this guy is different. This guy moves differently. This guy has attitude. This guy, like, just everything he did, I was just so, like, mesmerized by. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm really excited to see. I mean, I'll have a very, uh, like – when I watch basketball, like, I, I make like pretty quick snap decisions based on just how they are, how they look based on the other players on the court. So I really hope we get to Kamagate too, man. Uh, me like, too, man. I wanna we see might all have these a guys, full
3: man. roster for guys. I want to see all
0: these guys, man. Can we get Bones we out here for like probably,
3: one game? We could get
4: just so. on the show. He wouldn't even know what's happening. He'd <laughs> just smile. And oh, by him. the way, Kamagate, oh, yeah, yeah, when yeah. he came
3: to work out, Sweetest guy we've I've ever met. Honest to God, number one s- sweetheart of all time. Shook everyone's hand, said hi to everybody. Couldn't Jimmy understand Carter. a word we said. No. Very very very, very, <laughs> big, very <laughs> big friend. And I'm like, but, I know
4: you've done this at every workout. You're not remembering
3: my face. Yeah, oh, uh, it's you. so great, but so sweet.
4: You. Um, any final thoughts for me, Dev? Yeah, my final thought
2: is honestly, I don't think that uh you guys realize the the hard work that it takes yeah. to go into the draft stuff. Like, really, I'm blessed to be with such a a good group. Like. D line was a madman this entire time working extremely hard. Kale had to do multiple draft shows and it's a monster. It's truly a monster to go into that. Adam has to prepare for every single show and every single guy and that just takes a long way. And then Harrison and Volk just like crush it every oh, single right. time. <laughs> like <laughs> so, like <laughs> really <laughs> building up to be. <laughs> I, was I was like, it's I just always totally. <laughs> There's there's so much like my phone is pinging every second of the day because there's an update or someone working behind the scenes on something. So for it to come together like this and for it to be done, it's incredible. So like Dev, you're the kudos best. To you guys, for
3: real. Hey,
0: Dev look at you we wouldn't be we wouldn't be last without you
3: and honestly it really is true man behind the scenes we got super producer kale here but earlier we also had super producer Ali we had RK we had Marissa helping us like it's a whole production Mitch. on these nights Mitch merchell Mitchell Mitchell was here doing all of this oh, stuff Mitch
0: was it, it, cr- you want to talk about crestfallen me earlier Mitch uh when we didn't get tie tie <laughs>
3: <laughs> Thank His I God. couldn't have handled him if the nuggets <laughs> yeah. were if big time. Like,
0: Mitch would have jumped on the set, stolen a microphone from <laughs> you, probably. Probably.
3: Just, like I guess you're hosting now. Yeah. What am I doing here? Uh no, and then of course you guys, all of that hard work that we all put in, D-line did it three times. He did it for here, he did it for CHGO, and he did it for PHNX. So uh it's an enormous amount of work, oh, and five, we five, hope six, it six, paid six, off. We hope you guys enjoyed this first and foremost. So many people are so concerned about getting the draft right. It's the one reason I hate the draft so much yeah it's like getting it right is cool like all, all this stuff but man hopefully you just enjoy your time while we're along for the ride we're all along for the we're ride together we're gonna be wrong about we're, 60% be wrong. Of it. we're wrong there's i believe nba that. teams are gonna <laughs> be wrong a lot of nba teams are gonna make moves that people are gonna be like you idiots and they put a lot of time and work into it um anyway that's it we are gonna be back tomorrow to wrap round out the week probably with a little bit more information oh we have, we have some super we do have super chats let we go love the super chats let's get into these what do we got First one up, Flo, he says is Brown a 66 six, Faku who can Skip shoot. That one. You know what's funny, man? Yes, he kind of is. Like he does play like Denver needed. <sighs> he's got that dog in him. He's got that dog in him. Denver needed Faku's like they needed his his like how he's an asshole. They needed that. Um it's just he was too short. Brown Brown's 67. Why does this bother you? No, I. Just, it's all true. It <laughs> makes me sad. <laughs> and, but he does have like I think some more um, shooting to his game, less passing and playmaking. Obviously, fuck as a point guard. Uh, what else we got? Rayvon, he does have that dog in him. Uh, Peyton could be one of the best two way players in the league or a bust. Seems like it's up to how he's willing to work. Man, here's the thing about it. So much of the draft. This is another reason I hate like the draft. Guys are like I'm right, I'm wrong, or this or that. Like a lot of this has to do with. They're at a level right now that is not MBA level. Almost all of the guys yeah. taken today That's are at a level that right. is sub MBA. It's what are they going to do with the talents and where are they going to go from here? And you're right, man. Peyton has it. And I am so encouraged by the fact that he's unselfish, smart, and like super intense and driven. Like those are things that I just did not expect for his profile. And yeah. when you hear those things, it's like it's get true. in the lab, man. Although That's I do it. like
0: I I like analysis. Like he's either going to be great. Or bad. Those are the or two five. options.
3: Yeah, or Jamal <laughs> Murray
4: will either return or he won't. Oh my God. There
3: a lot of sourced reporting on, the, on like yeah. that from I've heard it's sure. 50-50. Yeah. <laughs> it's Flo rich. says, guys, I'm so happy. I think I have to explain you how to pronounce his name. No,
4: we got it right, I thought.
3: I thought we'd do Kamagate. We just make Kamigate. we put a Kamagate like, yeah, on there, but we're doing carried it. Sounds with it sounds
4: super Japanese.
0: <laughs> it does yeah, sound yeah, very yeah. Japanese for a guy <laughs> who's practically correct. It's probably no G. It's probably a Y. First Ka- off, he's African. He's
3: from Ivory it, Coast, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: But so but so we're saying we're not pronouncing it French in the French pre- but we're pronouncing it as that's Japanese right. we're <laughs> so far off culturally yeah, we're very far off but, but I don't know Flo's the right one to help us <laughs> I don't think Flo is yeah, like, what are you talking about Flo is <laughs> actually a great point yeah Flo <laughs> knows it the <laughs> least <laughs> of all of
3: us actually <laughs>
0: um. But it, it
2: He's France.
1: French.
3: Yeah, yeah he is He's France. a French.
2: I'm yeah. talking about Kamayate. It's,
3: probably, it's a Y. It's a Y. Kamayate. God, I got more He's Japanese, a I think. He's French. <laughs> oh, my God. This is off the rails. So Yachty. Close. Evan says, thanks, y'all, for more great content. You've you've taken the draft from something I read about the next day to a night I look forward to. Hell, yeah. That's awesome. Thank it's you. It's so Evan. nice to have Denver-specific coverage. Hell, yeah hitting the mark man that's what we're going for let's hit that like go. button on the way out let's go to bed I oh my god go to yes. the bathroom let's go get a burger